You are listening to CMH EPC's Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. We host a Cocktail Mocktail Hour once a month where we discuss various topics over cocktails. And for those who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. We are inclusive over here. Sip your favorite cocktail with us or try our featured cocktail as we dialogue. This is an environment to hear new and different perspectives. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are valid to them. And in this space, we respect that. Welcome to another recording of the Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. I would like to take a moment of appreciation for our guests today who have attended our monthly Cocktail Mocktail Hour and are now here to share their thoughts and opinions with us. We have a number of topics to discuss. You never know what new perspectives you may hear today. I'm going to introduce our guest that we have today. Tasi is an attorney and business consultant at a boutique law firm here in Houston, Texas. Um, in the last 10 years, she's represented over 100 clients in federal immigration court. She has been named Houston, Houstonian Magazine top attorney from 2020 to 2022, top immigration attorney in Texas by the American Institute of Legal Counsel, and top 40 under 40 black lawyers by national top 100 black lawyers. Tasi is also an active member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. We also have Shishi, who is from Atlanta. She is an art educator and business owner. Her business, Essence, is a full-service art company offering fine and digital art, jewelry, and apparel, and more. Shishi has participated in various art shows and exhibitions throughout the city. Her next appearance will be as a featured artist in the Love Project art exhibit this coming Valentine's Day. If you're interested in seeing her work in person, she has a permanent art piece exhibited at a local business called Exchange to Change. Exchange to Change is located in Third Ward. You can see more of her artwork and product offerings via her social media. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So our featured cocktail this month um, is a, what did I make? A Washington, Washington apple. apple. Thank you, guys. A Washington apple. Um, let's see. In a Washington apple, you have crown apple schnapps and cranberry juice. And that's what we're sipping on today. All right. So we're going to get right into our topics. And we're going to start with how do you protect your energy? Fight. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> that goes back to just being still and being like being silent. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, I've been going to my homestead, <laughs> opening my bedroom door next to my bathroom door, hopping in the shower, and hopping in the bed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 to me, it's just that simple. Like, protecting my energy, just, just staying away from things that I know could push me to, to that limit of mm-hmm. whatever that emotion is that I, I'm not looking for. Um, so just... Laying it down, child. Listen, you do a lot. Um, for me, I think the biggest part of protecting my energy has been recognizing my energy. Because mm. I think a lot of times we talk about, oh, I'm protecting my energy as if you are your energy and your energy is consistent and constant mm-hmm. when it's not. You mm-hmm. know, you might be really up uh, one particular day or you might be really down one, one other particular day. So I think recognizing where I am and my vibration has been super important. Um, to me, I'm a natural multitasker. That's my jam. If you want me to do something efficiently and do 15 things at once, I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. And I realized by being that busy multitasking in that way, I couldn't even recognize my own energy. 
I was just always moving so fast. So mm -hmm. that's why, you know, oh, I would, you, you know, like you run a stop sign or bump your car into something. It's because you're moving too fast. Right. You're not doing what you need to do. So a big part of recognizing my energy is my mornings are off limits. Mm. So pretty, like, it, pretty much before 9 a.m., no one can get in contact with me. If I wake up at 5 a.m. for four hours, no. You know, so I'm going to go have my coffee for as long as I want. Mm -hmm. Yoga in the morning if I want. If I want to burn a fire in the middle of the morning, I, that is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I think that it's recognizing those things that you would do and want to do if you didn't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have those kids, mm -hmm. if you didn't have that partner, if you were just you all by yourself without responsibility, mm -hmm. what would you do and that's your energy. And yeah. so I spend like the first couple hours of every morning alone. And I can typically tell how, how I want my energy, what type of people I want to be around. And I feel better about saying, no, I can't really meet you for lunch today. You, mm. I mean, I'm not going to say it, but like, you're kind of a complainer and I just don't have that right, <laughs> right now. You know, then maybe the next day I have excess energy. I mm. have some to give away. I want to give to my tribe. So I'm like, yeah, I really do want to have lunch with you. And I want to hear how you doing. I want to cry with you. I want to be there for you. So I think that you have to recognize your energy to protect your energy. That makes sense too. I'm here for that. I feel like I've always been in a space where I, I say I live in a bubble, right? Um, and within that bubble, it rains like glitter and confetti and it's rainbows and all those things. Um, um, mostly because like this world is fucked up. Like it's a lot happening out here. And if you pay attention to it, if you watch the news, like it's depressing as fuck. Like, and I don't, you know, I don't want to have like all of that, like all these things are happening in the world and what can I do about it? And I'm only one, one person, like all these things. And so for me to protect my energy, it is... You know, I just do the things that make me happy and the things I'm interested in. And that's what I focus on. I surround myself with people who make me happy, who fulfill me. I hope I hope that I fulfill them as well. Um, and so that's what I do to, do to protect my energy. I love that. Thank you. Does anybody need a refill on their cocktails? No? I'm okay. done it myself. No? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Do you tend to resist or embrace change? Uh, I embrace it. It depends on the change. <laughs> it depends on, so for you it's situational? Exactly. Okay. I could be very stuck in my ways mm. at times. Um, in regards to like what I believe, how I feel. Um, and so it just, it just depends. It depends. That makes sense. I embrace it because I, I, I'm the youngest of four, and I was extremely shy growing up, which people that meet me now will never believe that. Um, and I will say, at because I used to follow my sisters around, like all this, like they were the one, like you know what I mean. Um, and if it wasn't my sisters, then it was my mom. And as I got older, and my sisters were graduating out of high school, and I was like, I'm by myself. Like I have to do this by myself. Like it was scary. Um, and so that's like I guess the history of like my thought process. But as an adult, I realized that, like, I grew with change. And so I was like, I embrace it, especially if it doesn't seem that scary, right? Um, but even, even if it is scary, I guess, um, I would embrace it. But I definitely, with, with change, for me, comes growth. So I embrace it. Um, yeah, I, I am a military brat. Both of my parents are, are retired Air Force. So with two parents in the military, we moved quite a bit. So I view change as just something that's natural. Like I don't even think I do well in environments that are too consistent and too stable because 
um, I have a fear that I'm missing something. Because mm. something's always changing, so if I think something's not changing, then maybe I'm just not paying attention. Mm. So um, I really like change. I take it as an adventure, and it, I also take it as there's nothing I can't do. It just might be a little hard right now. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm afraid to go to this place, I'll get past it. I'll figure it out. I mm -hmm. might look a little foolish the first time, but, but I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I noticed these last like three years though, career-wise, I noticed that I was becoming a little less apt to learn new things or put myself out there or be embarrassed. And I was like, oh no, 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 that, I can't live like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I, like, I like change because I feel like you'll only, you'll level up mm -hmm. and become a bigger and better person than you were before. Right. Something about life though, as I think about it, like as you learn things and you grow and how life is just like a series of things and then as you grow, what? <laughs> Cocktails and conversation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to stop drinking, okay? Because I'm going to drink this water now. Because things are happening. I don't know. Things are changing. Things are <laughs> changing from my cocktail to my water at this point. What a mercy. How would your life change if you released all things outside of your control? I am glad that is not a possibility. <laughs> I don't even know what type of things you're talking about. How am my life changed if I released all things outside of my control. Yes. Do we need to dissect that question? So I'm thinking what they're saying is if we we're honest with ourselves that there's really, there are things that we cannot control, but we worry about them anyway. Mm. Um, or we try to prevent them anyway. So how would your life be different if you took out that stress, anxiety and attempts to control something that you really can't? I think it would be fucked. <laughs> so do you think like that, do you think that worrying about things that you can't fix one way or another, do you think that that makes it better or can you brace for it? Like what happens with you? Yeah, I have a I have a fear of not knowing. So that that's a big thing for me. So I think control is 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 a big thing for me and and how I live my life and the things that I do. So if I didn't have that control, I feel like it, it's just so out of the box to think that if I didn't have that control, where would I be? Who would mm -hmm. I be? What would I be? That's, that's scary to me. I don't even know what that would look like because mm -hmm. I, I just need, need that for my sanity. Like I just need to be able to control the things that I do, where I go, um, just the environment around me. And to think that, to relinquish that, I don't, I don't know what that would look like. Interesting. I will say, as an event planner, mm. I, I have to plan for things outside of my control. So, um, I'm that person that I have a plan A, B, C, and D. But isn't that and still a, a means of control? Yes, that's that's my <laughs> point. Because I'm like, my brain is, a, I'm a planner. So, like. You know, you said where there is no control, you create control. Right. Mm -hmm. Because on event day, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Absolutely. And so I have to have a plan um, to move forward. So. But if you couldn't plan an A, B, C, D, E, F, G to Z. Like this is this is this question is about relinquishing mm -hmm. all control. How would your life be? There's like, I feel like my brain can't comprehend the question because of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, I, I mean, you know, like I'm able to. Like let let go of things that I don't have control over, um, 
and just focus on what I do have control over. So like, yeah, I don't think my brain can really. Yeah, I think that understand when the you, question. When you said earlier that you're in your bubble with confetti, confetti. <laughs> I think that is your way of relinquish, like relinquishing control over things that you don't have control over. So, for you, if you don't focus on things you have no control over, your light is light. Uh, your life is light. Your life is really positive because you're choosing to not even acknowledge the things you can't control. That's true too. I do not put energy into things that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. That makes sense. Hmm. Uh, with me, I'm still in the identifying the things I can't control stage. Because yeah. I do have a false sense that I can control everything with something. Like if I brainstorm hard enough, if I collaborate hard exactly. enough, I can fix those things. Mm-hmm. The things I quote unquote cannot control, it's, it's because I don't legitimately care about them. That's my mindset. When mm-hmm. I know that's not true, but that's my mindset mm-hmm. right now. So I'm working on it. We're all a work in progress, though. <laughs> mm. Okay. How will you approach the first half of this year differently than you did the last half of last year? What would you do differently, I guess, these first six months than you did the last six months of last year? I have decided, oh, that's really easy, actually. I have decided to be confrontational. Oh. Uh, in 2023. Yes. Um, Look, if you <laughs> <laughs> That is what I've decided. Um, I am definitely a non-confrontational person by nature. Mm-hmm. I'm an assertive person, so people typically think that I'm, co- I'm confrontational as well. I am not. If I can avoid a topic, I will avoid it as long as I can. Like, mm. I am definitely that meme with the person sitting in the fire while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. Every- it's fine. As long as it's not loud, as long as it's not boisterous, everything is fine to me. Um, so I've decided to be more confrontational and not not with people, but um, with my inadequacies or, or with my goals that I'm not truly like pushing towards them the way that I should. Mm-hmm. I have things that are totally reasonable goals, but I've been treating them like they're just dreams. Mm. And so in, 2020, uh, in 2023, this first half, I've been really big on writing down what I can accomplish in that day and making sure I accomplish them in that day. Um, I've got an accountability circle. So we have an accountability call every morning at 7 a.m. And then we have a proof of work every Monday at 7 a.m. Oh, I love So that. if you don't come with what you said you were going to, you know, accomplish that week, that's where we're at. So that's huge for me. Um, and I say I wanted to be more confrontational because I think of something Kobe Bryant said. He's like, we love to pay, uh, play towards our strengths, but we never play towards our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as children, you know, when you're in school, you have an off season, you know, like you yeah. have the summertime. And mm-hmm. so that's when your parents can figure out if you were having a hard time reading and they know what to do for next year. Mm-hmm. But as adults, we never have an off season. Right. You know, we're always on or we're mm-hmm. always like, oh, next year is going to be different. And then next right. year is the same as last year. Exactly. So I've definitely um, tried to surround myself with people who can help me identify those weaknesses mm-hmm. in a safe space, but they have those strengths, so they won't be my weaknesses for much longer. So, yeah, I'm more confrontational, and I'm playing towards my weaknesses in 2023. It's interesting you say that, because we had a guest on that said that for 2023, she was leaning into conflict this year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily a negative thing. It was, it was like, not avoiding um, those hard, like, topics and situations, I guess, just kind of, like, leaning into it. So, I'm here for it. It's interesting to hear you say that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, And I think (laughs) me running to my bed is... (laughs) (laughs) 
for your comfort zone? It's a it's a defense mechanism um, because I can control can control what's in my room um, and the things that happen in there. But being out in the world and really putting myself forward and pushing myself, I don't like to fail. I'm like Tati. I want to mm-hmm. win. I'm a winner, um, and so not being scared to to mess up or falter or I just I just need to really be comfortable with being uncomfortable and that that that's a big thing for me that's like I said that big control thing mm-hmm. or just really wanting to appear that I have it together mm-hmm. that's huge um and I don't girls I don't, uh, I don't. a lot of us a lot of us are, I don't but it's, it's scary to let people know that and for people to see it and to be mm-hmm. able to pinpoint that so just 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 getting out there just putting myself out there and if People like it, they love it, they don't, I don't care. Just really leaning into conflict mm-hmm. and just, yeah. I'm here for it. Um, you made a point, and I'm trying to find it. Um, the cocktail is getting to me for real, y'all. I'm going to stop drinking for the rest of this podcast. Uh- <laughs> On to the mocktail hour. <laughs> On to the mocktail hour. Um so it was in regards to what you said, and basically um, it reminded me of, because I listen to podcasts as well, like a lot of personal development podcasts, and um, the being afraid to fail. And one of the things that I told myself was, um, especially like this first quarter of 2023, is that I was going to pursue the plans that I have drafted up, and I was going to collect no's. Mm-hmm. So I was I like, like I'm going to go into these situations and I'm going to do these proposals and I'm going to collect all my no's until I get my yes. And that's the way I'm going in it first instead of it being like, oh, I hope they say yes. And I hope that they, you know, want to do this with me. Instead, I'm going to be like, I'm going to go in there collecting my nose and then I'm going to get my yes. And then we're going to go from there. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing differently. Yeah, actually, this, this but I was in. Oh, goodness. I'm forgetting those. I was in one of that was in one of the in the rooms. I forgot what they call it. Anywho, <laughs> it was a bunch of people speaking, and one of the consultants was saying, um, "Also identify the reason behind the yes." So mm. frequently we take the yes, and we're like, "Oh my God, they picked us, they accepted me, whatever," and we never ask why they accepted you, mm-hmm. because if the if the yes isn't consistent with with your identity, your brand, your principles that's not going to be the best arrangement or you're not mm. going to necessarily grow the way that you expected. Right. Um, so I think sometimes we take the first yes or the quick yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm about to get paid. Mm-hmm. When you don't look that like maybe your value was more than that or there's right. a better deal down the road. So I think that's, that's all, that was something that was really powerful when she said that. Interesting. Clubhouse. I was on Clubhouse. That's where Clubhouse. I was. Yes. That's where I was. The rooms. Is that an mm-hmm. Apple thing? <laughs> I, <don't> <laughs> I think the Clubhouse is an Apple thing. Oh, okay, okay. I think so. Apple versus Android. Team Android. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who are the most important people in your life? I'm going to say me first. Um, and then family and then my tribe. Who are my close friends who are amazing? Yeah, my mom, hands down. I mean, the rest of my family, you guys are amazing if you hear this. Uh, but yeah, my mom, hands down, is like the most important person in my life. I call her about four times a day, like a stalker. Um, <laughs> and although I am a full-grown woman, it still is reassuring to be able to just ask her questions. Like, mom, if I call this doctor, do you think... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I still, mm-hmm. I still do that. 
Um, and then also, like, having my mom lets me know that anything is possible. Like, I can try to fly as high as I want, because mm-hmm. even if I fall or fail, she's there, you know. So my mom, um, the rest of my family is absolutely amazing and present. I come from a really small, uh, close-knit family. Um, yeah, like, my partner is super amazing to me, like, to have that support, especially, like, my last six months. Um, yeah, I've been completely sober for the last six months. Well, February 1 will be so six months. So, like, having my partner there for you know, that encouragement, saying that you're proud of me, like that was, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Cause I realized that throughout my life, I've been that person. Like they like, Oh, we know she wins. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to get the award. So I don't feel like I've been like celebrated the way that I should sometimes mm-hmm. when it comes to like my natural born family, they've gotten better. I'm not talking about y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then of course my tribe, like, you know, I've, I have an amazing group of women that are always there to support and show me alternative ways of living. Like I would have never went camping without those crazy women. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's been amazing. For me, definitely my family. Um, they are my my immediate family. I do appreciate my external family as well. But my immediate family, my mom, my sisters, my brother, my nephews, my nephews, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Yes. My nephews and Here's my dad. Uh, I would do anything for those people. Um, and I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots and lots of trips home, $300 <laughs> round trip. Um, but yes, and I, and I think with what I've been going through more recently, it's it's put into perspective that I am not alone. I'm like, I have my family. So whatever I go through, if I speak up, because <laughs> I do have an issue with like really staying to myself, especially when I don't, when I feel like... Um, I need to lean more on to the people that I know are there. Like, give them the opportunity to be there for me like I am for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my family, hands down. Um, and then I have I have a few great friends that I'm very fortunate for, Courtney being one of them. Like, I love her to pieces. She's always there, even when I uh, disappear. <laughs> Girl, I haven't seen your face. Yeah, that's her favorite. I miss your face. So... Yes, and then, you know, I'm I'm somewhere in there, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What time did you go to bed last night? I was proudly in bed by 10 p.m. Oh. Proudly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I was, too, after I got back from um, Chipotle. <laughs> that hour-long line for rice. Hour long? Oh, no. Yes. What? It was out the door. You can make rice at home? <laughs> I didn't even have the energy to make right. that, cilantro, that, that lime cilantro rice. No, I don't have that. Oh, my. I went to my beloved Velvet Taco yes, mm. and made it home by 10 p.m. in, in bed. That's amazing. Here we are, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I, I, it was definitely after, like, 2.30 or 2.45 oh, in the morning. What were, you <laughs> what were you doing? Well, like I said, it was a celebratory thing. It was a birthday slash going away for one of my friends. And so I was there until it was time to go because okay. she's not going to be here for, like, a whole month. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been getting to bed very <laughs> soon um, after getting home from work and I don't like that because I feel like I haven't lived my life. But, I mean, with my eyes closed, what can you do? <laughs> do you feel rested after all of the rest that you no, get? No, I always hate getting up in the morning. I'm not a morning person. Like, 
Tati talking about she gonna get up, she uh, gonna burn fires, do some yoga, <laughs> drink some coffee. <laughs> Baby, that's not me. Listen, I am obnoxious. <laughs> like I let people know if you are staying in my guest room, I am obnoxious. You will hear like it's like five fifteen. I've turned on some music and whatever I want to hear. Right. Like so it could be it could be Tupac at five AM. That is my house. You know. <laughs> Have so, y'all seen those uh those like TikTok videos where it'd be like, um, me versus well the person versus their partner and how they get out of the bed <laughs> like one be so quiet and the other one be like doing all the things like Tupac and, I, and, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm swear I'm being quiet though and like at first so like it's this weird progression that I do so I wake up and I'm like okay I'm really quiet no you're not quiet Just <laughs> you're not quiet so then I'm gonna like pitter patter through the house because of course if you're walking fast no one can hear you no you can <laughs> It's the same step. It's the same amount of weight on that step. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Even my dog is mad when I'm up. He's like, look, it is not 6 a.m. yet. Like, mm. let other people, like, slowly wake up. I am up. Up. Yeah, I'm definitely a night owl myself. Um, that's why working in corporate, it, it was, like, going against all fibers of my being. It's like, I got to be up before the sun gets up. Say what? Against your internal religion. Man, let, somebody, Listen. let somebody say, let's meet up at 10 o'clock. I'm like, at night? <laughs> like, you want me to be up and function? And then is that, that's where the naps come in, though. Naps are important. See, mm-hmm. I can't nap anymore. Um, oh, you just go to sleep. I just... Just go to Knock sleep. Out. If I get home at eight o'clock, where's the nap? <laughs> oh well, no. You <laughs> should go straight from wherever to there and don't go home first. Oh, like yeah. that's mm-hmm. like pack a bag and have all your stuff ready because that's what I've had to do before. Leave yeah. straight from work and then go straight to where I'm going. Because if I go home, I'm not coming back. Yeah, if I go home, it's not <laughs> happening. Not getting back out. Should everyone have a backup plan? Yes or no? Of course. Career-wise, I never had a backup plan. Like, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Like, there was nothing else I ever was interested in. Um, So not having a backup plan, I feel like, pushed me to do everything right the first time. So, like, I went from undergrad to law school immediately. Um, I worked a little bit during during law school, but not full-time because the way our schedule was, it was full-time. By the time I took the bar exam, so we graduated in May, I took the bar exam in July. I think I had like $14 in my bank account. Yeah, like rent was going to happen eventually. (laughs) So I didn't have the, oh, and then I also worked for the bar prep company. So I got like my bar prep for free. So I knew if I failed, I would have to actually pay that $1,500. And I told y'all I only got 14. Mm -hmm. So I knew that like by not having a backup plan, I had to pass this bar exam the very first time. And so that's what I did. So like by not having a backup plan, I think I'm like laser focused on that one thing because I can't afford for things to go, go awry. So I'm really big on having the... Now, now I plan for if there's a delay in my first plan, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I got to get a job, but I'm still going to be doing A, B, and C, mm-hmm. but I don't have a full-fledged 180 plan in case yeah. I don't, in case I don't win. I think I was, I was speaking in the perspective that I, I understand that things may not happen the way you want them to happen, so it's, it's more from a responsibility standpoint to have, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. You're still planning. Yeah. You're still planning. Yeah. I agree. Like I said, I'm a planner and I have plans A, B, C, and D. Um, I'm a strategist, not a planner. I would think that's 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 Mm -hmm. more of what I would say. I'm a strategist. Like, Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what I'm going to do in this order. Mm -hmm. And I don't think about anything else. Like, I know that things can go awry, Mm -hmm. uh, but. There are, no, there are no branches. (laughs) There's there's branches in the strategy, right? Like, they're like, if something doesn't 
like I have contingencies in place, but not like something that'll totally detour me away from the original plan. Mm. It's just a way to to fortify the existing plan or mm-hmm. to strengthen the existing plan, but I don't want, want to like go off to something else. Right. Let me tell you the word that I, I started to hate to hear in the year of 2020 was the word pivot. Yeah. We have to <laughs> pivot. I was like, and then you think about like Ross on the stairs on friends that episode. <laughs> He's like pivot. And it's just, I am so tired of that word, but it's important, right? When life throws you a major curveball, we got to figure it out. And I don't even think that people necessarily had a backup plan when that happened. You just had to kind of like figure it out and do something different because now life was different. So Right, right. And I think that's a good, like when you think about COVID, I remember um, one of the bars, I think they had like a huge wine order. So they ended up figuring out a way to do drive-through pickup. Mm, mm-hmm. Like that's not totally... Um, is that you know, a abandoning yeah, that's not right. a bad, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. that's not com- uh, completely abandoning the fact that they are owners of a bar. What they're doing is, you know, taking extra steps and remedies to make sure that the their concept can stay open mm-hmm. for when circumstances change. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider that a backup plan. That's just contingency that is pivoting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is, you know, but their main objective is still going to be accomplished. So right. I wouldn't call that necessarily a backup plan. Right. right. What is your dream vacation? Um, (laughs) I don't I know that I don't know exactly where in Africa yet but I definitely want to spend some significant time in like a sub-Saharan African country Mm -hmm. and because I I just I'm hoping there's going to be like this magical feeling of like you know going back to where we're from to, to a certain extent like mm-hmm. you know as as an african-american who knows absolutely you know we don't know where we're from at all right. as a family right. um it feels it, we, i guess it's a romanticized way of thinking but mm-hmm. it would feel good to at least be somewhere near where my family's originally from and mm. i purchased one of those dna tests ancestry tests i was like do you know you where did from? i did but it's gonna take like six weeks to come back oh you just did it i just bought no i still haven't even done it because it has a lot of instructions about when you need to stop eating and drinking oh and I, <laughs> oh yeah it's like don't eat for like two hours before you take it or something crazy and i always mess it up so i have not taken it yet hmm. but hopefully i'll take it in these next couple of weeks that's interesting you say that because like i've not actually thought about it because i feel like i can't do that flight like i can only do like a four-hour flight Otherwise, I'm not going. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) Right. Um, But it's funny you say the Africa thing because there is this show on Netflix, and I can't think of the name of it right now. But it it talks about, is that, no, it talks about like how um, our culture like influenced culinary in America. And one of the episodes, he went to Africa, and it was like the last place that they saw before they got on the boat to come here. And he had, an emotional moment like at that space and I was like if I ever go like I think I want to like go there then I also have a friend that lives in Kenya that I grew up with and so I want to go see her and her boys as well but that flight is not looking appealing to me so I don't know maybe it'll be worth it <laughs> maybe you do a long layover somewhere I don't know <laughs> yeah split it up mm-hmm. I'm, yeah I don't know um but my dream vacation I I don't I don't think I've thought about it. Ideally, I think my head immediately goes to like, you know, those islands that have like the huts on the water, even though I can't swim. Um, But then my other brain is like, I just want to go live in a treehouse somewhere in like South America. I well, think you should do both. And not Maybe, talk to yeah. nobody. Maybe that's your dream <laughs> vacation. Well, honestly, one is just on the water, one is in a tree. That's the exact same dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, maybe that's you know it's a, a conglomerate of the places that you want to visit because that was going to be my answer. Mm. My dream vacation is going to all of the places that I've ever wanted to go mm. um, because I just can't choose one. Right. Mm. Um. So I definitely would want to go somewhere in Africa, of course. Um. I want to go to Germany. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh. And that came about because I was in the magnet program as a, a young one. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to speak German, so I actually took German from 7th grade to 12th grade. No, 12th grade, yeah? Oh, wow. And then because I heard that computer science was so hard and people weren't passing it in college, I took German my freshman year and passed it with all A's. So I've always wanted to go But of all my Germany. years of knowing you, I'm just finding that out now? Like, you took What? That is awesome. yeah. See, we Listen. had to. We had to. We had to take German. Wow. So that's what sparked my interest in Germany for the winter, um, the winter festival. Nice. And then, okay. of course, I want to go to somewhere in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I just want to go everywhere. So my dream vacation will be going to all of the places and getting to spend um, an adequate enough time there. Um, just. Living and breathing and absorbing in the culture and the food and the nice. fun. So that would be my dream vacation. Going to wherever I want to go. Right. With the and group. And see, well, <laughs> with the group. that. And, like, for me, I'm, like, I want to be with, like, the locals. Like, I don't want to be, yes. like, in the touristy areas. But also mm-hmm. we know that, like, you got to make sure. That's where your safety safe. is for the right. most part. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you guys for giving your time today and for sharing your thoughts and opinions on the various topics we discussed. To our listeners, if you want to grow your community and take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow our guests on their respective platforms, please do. If you guys want to share with the people where they can find you, it's up to you. You don't have to, though. Um, Yeah. So for me, hi, this is Shishi speaking. Um, (laughs) She's an artist, or she's the artist, whatever you want to say. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Shishi. 0369 so that's s h e s h e 0369 okay okay and um this is tati and i'm on instagram under locked and lawyered l o c d um underscore n underscore lawyered l a w y e r e d thank you guys for being here and i will be seeing you hopefully at cocktail mocktailaro next sunday so we will not be releasing a segment on Sunday because we'll be in person. So January 29th, we will be meeting in person for our cocktail, our monthly cocktail mocktail hour. Um, yeah, if you want to be there, go to www.cmhepc.com slash register to save your seat. And hopefully we'll see you there. <laughs>